lots of change in the NFL on how it's going to be covered this year. This is Tony Wiggins with the Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked on Jaguars. You know, most fans probably just think about wanting to see football uh, on TV. I know I'm one of them. I just want to see some live sports. The way the game will be shown this year, though, possibly without fans, with a lot of social distancing, maybe even with a new helmet, it's going to be different for everyone. And I think, you know, until, you know, we as a society can get a grips and, and, and better understanding of coronavirus or COVID-19, we just have to get used to the fact and understand that things are not going to be normal for a while. I know for the media covering the NFL and these other sports, there will be limited access, at least limited live access to players, and it may have an impact on the way information goes from the locker room directly to you, the fan. It's going to be really, really uh, interesting to see how this is all going to be navigated uh, for us. You know, content-wise, we can still use Zoom and we can still have social distancing, but there's just really nothing like being in the locker room, being able to be face-to-face with someone, and once you get that familiarity with them and they get it with you, sometimes you're able to extract this personal information that humanizes the players and the coaches um, more so than if everything's done sort of in an official capacity or in some sort of setting that doesn't allow uh, that to take place. You know, we had a joint, uh, we have a joint sort of text or a uh, a thread that we used and uh, with the locked on people. And we was talking about that today, like what we're actually used to, especially those members of the media that are actually credential. So what will happen is the, the non-credential media this will close the gap. This will make it so that there's a level playing field and, and guys who work the hardest will probably still be able to get the information. But the thing is, is that when you're credentialed, there's just something about being there and having these guys see you all the time that allows you uh, to give out uh, the, the really, really good information and go back and have a personal uh, point of view that you can give to the fans that supports the positions that you take. So, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, maybe we we can find a way to make it fun for the fans. Now, I know fans are like, man, we don't. Some people are like, man, we don't care about whether or not you have access, you know, because all in all, for the for the most part, the game itself is very important. And you know, the people that cover it, fans probably don't care. When I wasn't covering it, I didn't really care about media like that until I got a chance to do it. And when you get a chance to do it, you have to understand that. The packaging that something is wrapped in is sometimes very, very important in the way that it's received. So um, it's just going to feel different. I think the biggest difference of all of these things that we're talking about is crowd noise. The crowd is very, very important uh, to me when I watch the game. Uh, You know, college football may be the king of this. And the NCAA tournament may be the king of it in a sense or the NBA playoffs when it when things get really, really tense with, with two really good teams. But also in rivalry games and in, in games involving the team that you follow more so than games that involve teams that you don't follow or that you don't cover as a fan or as a media person. It might not mean as much to you, especially some of the boring games that they have on Thursday night, right? Because they have to show everybody in prime time. But 
the game involving your team, that's an emotional game, especially if your team's trying to come from behind and they're roaring behind, roaring from behind and they have that crowd behind them. Man, that stuff kind of does mean something, you know, having that crowd noise. So it's going to be very, very different to figure out how they're going to be able to get this done, how they're going to do it. Uh, it's funny, though, we talk about video games. I wonder if they're going to consult with these EA people and all of that if they decide to use crowd noise. Where do they get the expertise to use uh, artificial crowd noise for these games? And will that mean that the games will be delayed for a few minutes for them to get to? I don't know. I don't have the answers. But uh, I just think we all need to brace ourselves and, and get ready to get used to things not quite being the way that we always had them. Uh, another hot topic that folks are talking about right now is what happens is if player players get sick? What happens if, you know, player A goes down and, you know, he's been around his team. By the time that they figure out, you know, player A ha has an illness, how many players do they quarantine? What do they do? Do they, do they quarantine the whole team? Do they test the whole team? What happens if multiple players – what happens if the entire offensive line tests positive for coronavirus. I mean, what do you do? How, how can that team even play a game? I really, really do believe we got to brace ourselves, folks, and understand that things are going to be a little bit different. And I know we all like consistency. You really like consistency uh, when you're uh, riding in your car, right? Everybody likes consistency when they're riding in their car. You need reliable transportation. And the way that you have reliable trans transportation is – by having parts that work. So I'm going to tell you what I think will happen and some of the things that I believe that can happen with the NFL and, you know, not knowing what you're going to get every day. And I'm going to do that in just a second after I tell you about how you can have reliable parts that work in your car. So buckle your seatbelt up. we got more to come on Locked On Jaguars. Stand by for this message. And that message will come from rockauto.com, where it's the catalog. It's so unique and remarkably easy to navigate. And you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, rockauto.com treats you, the do-it-yourself person, just the same as they do a professional with the exact same prices. What I need you to do is go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and write in locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know you were sent by us from here at Locked On. Now, what's going on over there? They got everything you could imagine from the rooter to the tutor, baby, that'll help you fix your car or if you can't fix it yourself, we'll show you how to buy these parts at the low, reasonable, consistent prices, there's that word again, consistent, and you can get somebody else to fix that car for you. It's rockauto.com for all of your car parts and needs, right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So, yeah, man, we're, we're, we're sitting here trying to figure out. There's nothing, there's nothing worse than not knowing what to expect week to week. There's nothing worse than not knowing... Um, you know, one thing one thing for certain is you know every Sunday when you wake up during football season that you're going to get a game. Now, you don't know what the weather's going to be like, but you know they're going to play, right? And if they don't play, then somebody's going to be playing. 
If they have a, you know, you know every single week that you're going to have this excitement. You know what's going to go on. You, you pretty much know from the injury report, unless something happens late Saturday night, which normally it doesn't, who's going to play, who's available. All of that stuff might be in a little bit of danger this year with coronavirus. But I guess the silver lining is this. At least they're trying to figure it out. You can't stay in the house forever. So they're trying to figure out a way for all of us to have football. They're trying to figure out a way for all of us to have enjoyment. And I don't want to make too much of the, the early cases that are coming out in the NFL or even for that case in uh, college football because it was bound to happen that once you reopen things up, are we going to be able to, to keep up hospitalization-wise? Are we going to be able to keep up ventilator-wise? Are we going to have a bunch of people who are asymptomatic or test positive, and then once you once you get it, you can't catch it again? I don't know. I don't know. Is this, you know, is opening up, was this a way for us to, okay, go ahead and get the inevitable out of the way, and the inevitable is what we see happening now, and folks are kind of overreacting to it a little bit? I don't know the answer to that either. What I do know is the demographic for the players uh, in terms of their health, in terms of their physical conditioning, and, of course, their age doesn't match up with the people who are at most risk. But that doesn't mean the coaches and the doctors and the referees and the training staff and the nutritionists and the other people that are involved and the camera crew, the other people that are involved in making the everyday stuff happen for the NFL, it doesn't mean that those people, the support people, uh, won't be put in a little bit of a danger. So can they put people in a bubble like the NBA is doing with everybody being in Orlando? The NFL, it will require way more people because the NFL, obviously, there's more players and there's more moving parts involved with that. You could possibly do it in, in, in each individual city. Just like Orlando is responsible for the entire NFL, have the each individual city just be each individual team rather in their own hometown be responsible for the players in one complex from the hotel to the stadium where they practice or to the practice facility and back to the hotel is that possible that they could do that for 4 months and would people sign off on it would people sign off for 4 straight months or maybe even 5 straight months of only just being around you know, military people do it all the time, and I know that's a little bit of a reach and, and a stretch. But, you know, it just kind of makes you wonder, could they actually really, really pull that off and have 32 bubbles, basically 32 bubbles in, in, in like 30 cities, because, of course, New York and L.A. have both have two teams, just 32 bubbles. You may see college. College may do it. College athletes, they may separate their players. They they just might because once the schools open back up, everybody's going to be on campus. Are you going to allow those athletes that you test every single day to mix in with the other co-eds and then bring them back? I don't know, man. There's a lot of questions to this stuff, and nobody really knows the answer. Nobody understands, and, and, and folks, you know, we're all trying to figure this sort of thing out together here. So it's just that, I, you know, I wanted to use today to say, hey, man, things aren't normal and things aren't going to be normal for a while. So don't just anticipate that just because, and I said this when they opened up businesses and the business that I'm in in the barbering industry, and it has not quite re returned back to the way it was pre-COVID-19. 
Just because you open up doesn't mean things are going to just automatically go right back to the way that they were. It's not. It's, it's, it's just a different time right now. So let's just hope for the best as football fans. Try to make the best of the situation. Just hope for the best and just hope that uh, smarter heads will prevail and everyone will use the better judgment. I did see something that I had even mentioned that they may have a, an expanded practice squad roster. It may go from 10 to maybe 16 or 20 people per team. And what that could do is make up for any potential um, gaps in the uh, in the rosters if guys start going down and guys start testing positive. And then how long will they, will they hold guys out? Will it be a situation like the NBA? Because I'm going to tell you right now, somebody's going to test positive during the season. It's just what it is. So it's going to be like the NBA where they're going to quarantine them and then you have to pass two, have two positive tests when they come back. The, the, the negative part about it is, and this is the weird and scary part. So if I test positive and they separate me, does that automatically mean that the people that I was around will test positive right away? Or is it a two-day period where they test positive? Or can they really, really backtrack and tell where, if we played a game, do you know if I caught it during the game or do you know if I caught it in practice? That's the kind of stuff, man. It's like anybody who comes in contact with that player, whether it's at the bubble hotel, whether it's in the practice, are they going to test everybody every time one guy catches the coronavirus? These are the questions. This is what makes it weird, man. This is is what makes it weird. Let's just say a guy tests on Friday. He's fine. Then he starts feeling ill Monday, the day after a game. Okay, but he played the game. Are you going to test the whole team and then test the entire other team for when he was getting tackled? Are you going to test all the officials? Are you going to was it an away game? Are you going to test everyone who was on the plane, everyone who they came in contact with on, at the visiting uh, hotel? Uh, you're going to test. Obviously, you're going to test the whole team, his own team, and, and his entire staff. And then, what do you do when those people get diagnosed? It's 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 just. It's just weird, man, and I just really hope, you know, the smart people and 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 uh, I hope I hope they have a really good plan. I hope they have a really good plan for all of these contingencies because once the season starts, you have to finish it. I don't think you can stop it. So, yeah, man, it's it's just going to be really really wild to try to get used to uh, all of these questions. And I and I have more and more questions every day. It's just I'm sorry I'm not smart enough to answer them. For you guys. All right, I want to tell you guys that the Locked On Podcast Network stands against race, racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. All right, so coming up, there have been a lot of top 10 lists that have really, really made their way around. Top 10 lists in terms of guys at certain or specific positions in the National Football League. Not a lot of Jaguars on them. I'll tell you if I think it's important, and then I'll tell you if there are some guys that I think have a chance to make that list at the end of the season, and I'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. 
First, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the flat-out truth. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the market. They ought to just go ahead and just call the damn thing a candy bar and put it on the rack along with the rest of the candy bars. I guarantee if you put this thing in front of a, a six-year-old kid or an eight-year-old kid and you gave it to him, he choose that over these other candy bars because they're just that good. And unlike those other candy bars that come in one type, there are 16 different types of Built Bars. You go to BuiltBar.com and you put the promo code locked on in, you're going to get $10 off of your first order that will be shipped out to you. And you can also take advantage of the fact that there's a 50% fire sale going on, man. They're selling Built Bars all over the place. Everything is available to you at BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code locked on, and when you get them, take a picture of them and send them to your boy T-Wig at Shop Talking Wig on Twitter. It's Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Dot com promo code locked on. Lots of top 10 lists around the National Football League uh, going around. Uh, I did see that Leonard Fournette made the running backs on one list. I believe it was a CBS list that was put out. Nobody else, nobody else on the Jaguars team was on those lists. I thought Josh Allen probably could have been on one of those lists. Yannick Ngakwe definitely has earned the right to be on one of those lists. I think he's more uh, he, he's more known amongst players than he probably is amongst fans and media people. I think players have the respect. Uh, they respect Yannick Ngakwe a lot more than uh, some media and some fans. Uh, Joe Schobert's a really, really good linebacker. You just wonder why Cleveland – either they're stupid for devaluing a three-down linebacker or they just didn't want to pay him the money and they couldn't afford to pay everybody because they're trying to pay Miles Garrett and all of this stuff. You, you just you, you don't usually see leaders and tackling machines that can play three downs like that hit the open market. It just usually does not happen. Um, but it does happen sometimes, and it happened, and the Jaguars are very, very happy and fortunate that it happened for them. Guys that I think could really push this year to get on those lists, obviously you guys know how I feel about DJ Chark. I think DJ Chark is the unmitigated truth. And I think this year everybody else is going to start seeing it. I think Juwan Taylor at right tackle, because of his athleticism, because of the way he plays with that mean streak, I believe he has a big shot at being able to get out and, and get on these lists and be a household name also. Um, it, a lot of it goes with winning, though. A lot of it really, really does. It goes with winning. I do believe both of those guys. I don't think Gardner Minshew is ever going to be on that list right now unless he really, really has a breakout year and the team wins. If the team wins, I think you'll see a little bit of Minshew. If the team doesn't win, I don't know if you'll necessarily see Gardner get on that list. So I mentioned the two defensive ends, and that you know con that is considering that Yannick is going to play. Fournette's already on the list. I mentioned Chark. I mentioned Jawan Taylor at tackle. Anybody else? Yeah, C.J. Henderson. For me, because of the talent level and the athleticism, in the NFL, that's premium. You know, that's premium in the NFL, especially that position. And when you have the ability to, that once the ball gets in your hands to turn it into something, I think C.J. Henderson has a shot to really, really be a guy who can be a force. I think LaVishka Chenault, look, man, if if things go well, now it, it might be hard for him to make the list if Chark is on the list because you're not usually going to see two wide receivers from one team on the list, although you might see that in Tampa because of the guys that they have right now. And if Antonio Brown, say, were to join New Orleans or Green Bay, you'd see two wide receivers on the top ten list. But 
I really do believe that that rookie has something special in him and that he could be a real dynamic playmaker because of his ability to run after the catch and because of his ability to be a hard guy to tackle in the middle of the field. He's like a running back once he gets the ball. So watch out and see if LaVishka Chenault can be a guy coming up this year that can make a dent uh, in one of these top ten lists. Here's the question, though, and I'll close the show with this. Do you need a bunch of superstars in order to be a good team? I think if you don't have a bunch of superstars, you still need a good quarterback. You either need a good quarterback or you need a great team identity, the way Tennessee, and I know we don't want to give them any credit for anything, but the way Tennessee kind of pieced it together last year. Tennessee isn't a team that has a whole bunch of superstars. Kevin Bayer's a good player. He's a great player at safety. They don't have a whole bunch of guys on their team like that, but what they do is they have an identity that allows them to be really, really good uh, because they play together. Um, I think it's good to have superstar players and guys that are names on lists because I think when you have enough guys like that, it gives you a chance to really, really be uh, competitive week in and week out. But we've seen in the past, even here with Jacksonville, it doesn't matter if you got, if the guys don't play together. So that's the biggest thing that we have to look for. What's going to happen, man? Are they going to be the kind of team that is devoid of superstars? Are they going to have some guys actually step up and be those guys that can be top 10 players in the National Football League? Big question, real big questions. we got a lot of questions. I want you guys to enjoy your weekend. First and foremost, make sure uh, that you continue to take care of each other. Uh, this weekend when you're not busy, listen to Draft Dudes here on Locked On. It's a very, very good show all about the NFL Draft. Draft Dudes is the cold heart of truth. Follow us on Spotify. And you and anybody that you know, you need to subscribe on iTunes or Apple, man, because that really, really lets us know that you're there for us every day. This is Tony Wiggins, and this is Locked on Jaguars. Have a nice weekend from me to you. Stay safe, take care of yourself, and let's take care of each other.